0: The Commands of the Apostles, 75. Do not grumble, complain, or speak against others. Consider the fascinating word, grumble. At first glance, it seems like such a minor violation of gracious speech. What's the big deal? Why does Paul command us not to grumble? Because it is a seed sin. It acts like a mustard seed. From it, Bigger things grow. Grumbling yields fruit. Its fruits lead to more serious sins. The King James translates the same word, "kanguzo," as murmur. It is used of the Pharisees complaining and speaking against Jesus. This sense of the word implies a muttered, half-whispered, low-toned complaint. The Pharisees murmured, grumble about Jesus. Paul tells the Corinthians and Philippians not to murmur, grumble. Grumbling poisons the outlook by planting seeds of dissatisfaction, resentment, irritation, and complaint. Every one of these has roots like a dandelion. They go deeper and deeper until you can't get rid of them. We all know whiners. If they indulge in the habit long enough, They will become those in old age of whom it will be said, He's an old grouch. What a sad punctuation mark to define one's character at the end of life. A sour, complaining disposition that loses no opportunity to express dissatisfaction. Murmuring is such a personal sin. Easy to hide at first. We murmur quietly, under the breath. We murmur with thoughts as much as with words, allowing annoyance and irritation to plant their seeds, but the seeds sprout and grow. Before we know it, we are grumbling aloud, seeking ears into which we can spread asperity, protest, discord, blame, and accusation. We have progressed to a more serious sin. We are in danger of leading others into the sin of unthankfulness. We become a purveyor of complaint, a grumbling evangelist, anxious to pass on our sour outlook. All these manifestations are poison to a healthy life perspective, poison to relationships, and poison to our growth as Christians. That is why Paul, James, the book of Proverbs, and indeed the entire Bible emphasize the extreme importance of the power of speech. In hundreds of ways they tell us over and over, as the song goes, to accentuate the positive. It sounds like such a simple principle, yet in some ways all other character traits flow out of this. So how do we break the habit of murmuring, grumbling, and complaint? By training ourselves to do exactly the opposite to do what Paul tells us to, speak of the good, the nice, the pleasant, to speak about what has gone right, not what has gone wrong, to speak of what we like about others, not what annoys us. In short, to find ways to express satisfaction, not dissatisfaction. The antidote is a simple matter of speaking goodness, speaking gratitude, speaking light. Continually, we are reminded of Paul's triumphant climax when writing to the Philippians. By changing a single word, his exhortation becomes a crystalline guide to godliness in our speech habits. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious— if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, speak about these things. Philippians 4 8. Do not murmur, grumble, complain, or speak against others. Instead, speak of what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, gracious, and excellent. Spread words of light with your tongue. Plant seeds that will grow roots of healing kindness, sympathy, encouragement, generosity, grace, and Christ-likeness in all those who come within sound of your voice. We must not grumble. 1 Corinthians 10.10 Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for edifying, as fits the occasion. Ephesians 4.29 Do all things without grumbling. Philippians 2.14 Do not speak evil against one another. James 4.11 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips, read by Michael Kimball. More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase The Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.